When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express Card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results. Made just for us. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip to the professional-grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girlbomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at Walgreens. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. A radiophonic novella, Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Femme. Hello, welcome back to Locadora Radio. This is Diosa. And this is Mala. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in once again to another capítulo of Locadora Radio. As always, we record out of Radio Espacio in Boyle Heights. Locadora Radio is a podcast archiving the brilliance, geniuses, and legacies of women and femmes of color. Thank you for tuning in to Capítulo 40. Capitulo 40. Yeah, Capitulo 40. <laughs> per Spanglish. Here we are. Here we are. And go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Okay. Oh my God. Okay, so go today ahead. we are going to be recording um, a capitulo with two mujeres that are calling, they're calling in they're from out of state. And if you remember Joy Davis from Unravel Podcast, we had an interview with her way back when. Way back when. And she actually orchestrated this interview for us yes. and she's currently the curator and scholar of water gallery which is a multidisciplinary art gallery focusing on art created by people of color and it's based in baltimore and they focus on 
programming, exhibitions, collaborations, projects, all of these amazing things that they're doing. And currently, they're hosting, they're exhibiting um, Nia Hampton's exhibit, which is another the other woman that will be on the call with us. And she is a writer, filmmaker, photographer, teacher, and producer born and raised in Baltimore. Her videography and production has been featured in Al Jazeera America and film festivals in Philadelphia, Baltimore, and Johannesburg. Her written work has been featured in Vice, VillageVoice.com, City Paper, Dage Digital, Afropunk, True Laurels, Genius.com, Paste Magazine, Griot's Republic, and Hysteria Zine. So the current name of her, of her exhibit is called Drapedomania, and she'll be discussing that with us today. Yes, and we're really excited to have Joy back because um, she was one of our first collabs, yes. I think, ever, interviews um, with Unravel Podcast. So, Joy and Nia, you are here with us on Locatora Radio. Please introduce yourselves for all of our listeners, and thank you so much for being with us today. Hi, thanks for having us back, for having me back. Yes, <laughs> Hi, I'm so excited about this. I've been listening to you all for a minute now. I think I follow you on social media. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that you had listened. Cool. Well, thank you so much yes. for joining us. So, um, you know, Joy, we've had you on the podcast once before. Um, and like we were just saying, I actually think, Joy, that Unraveled, that that was one of our first collabs with another podcast, like ever, that we ever did. Yeah, it was ours, too, because I, we did, we turned around and did another episode in the same day. That was, like, a busy right. day. Right, it was busy. And I think that's actually <laughs> been our only, oh, no, we did, no, it was one of our, one of our very few collabs with another with podcast. With another podcast. So, so this is yeah. Full Circle, year yes. two. Thanks for being Amazing. back. <laughs> so do you want to tell yeah, us? Yeah, it's, yes. it's great. I was, we were all in different places in our lives at that time, so it's really oh, funny. Oh, my God. Like, we're in different places now. <laughs> Very different places. We really were. I'm remembering now when we went to go get drinks and tacos afterwards. A las perlas. Yes. yes. And we were in very yeah. different places. <laughs> That's good times, good times. <laughs> TBT doing better now. <laughs> so since then, since then, Joy, you've been very busy. I mean, you opened an entire gallery. Please tell us about Waller Gallery and the journey and the exhibition and everything that our listeners need to know about the space. So, okay, I'll try to do that in a a, a way that is concise. Okay. <laughs> I, I started the I started with an idea. Um, I actually collaborated with my mom on this idea because she wanted to do a gallery for a really long time. I wasn't necessarily like about the idea, but I was put. I was kind of in a position with both being out of school, in between jobs, of like coming up with the solution for myself to feel nourished and something I wanted to do. And this gallery idea kept getting coming up, and my mom kept coming up with this idea and like bringing it to my attention. And finally, I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm going to do this gallery idea. This is a great idea." Um, and so it started there, just there, and then through. Just having the idea and talking with artists, especially artists that were classically trained, um, they really felt that they weren't supported by their institutions, that they, you know, that they paid hard money right. to, you know, support them. And I thought that was really crazy, but I really came to find out that black or white or another person of color, like, this is very common. Mm -hmm. um, and that was, like, startling to me as a person that also, as you guys know, I'm an academic. Yeah. Um, and I also haven't really felt supported, but some of the stories they were telling me was just absolutely crazy. And I know that it, that's a generalization because some people have enriching experiences. But I wanted to provide a space at least that I could start to build a network of support mm -hmm. for artists. Yeah. Excuse me, for artists. Um, so that's, that's how we started with just an idea and just this overall mission. 
And so a year a year later, we finally found a place cool. in Baltimore. And one of the reasons I wanted to do it do it in Baltimore versus New York, where I had been living, um, was because I felt that there was more. Not only was there a need here, there also the community, the art community here, is more receptive to new ideas and, and making things work in a way that New York is more rigid and they're more conservative. Yeah, and when we think of New York, we think of New York as like a progressive bastion, but it not, isn't necessarily that. Especially if you live there, you know. Um, so like your listeners from New York are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not mm. as progressive um, as it is on the surface, as we see on the surface. Okay. But I saw an opportunity there. Also, I also took a lot from the art community in Baltimore. Um, so I felt like I needed to give back in that way also because I had taken so much and um, – have been creatively and uh, mentally nourished by the arts community here. So I felt like I needed to give back. Okay. Um, and not just to give back to white artists, but to give back, back to black and brown artists. Right, absolutely. So yeah, we found a place, and in two, in two, two weeks, wow, I wish. <laughs> I don't know. In, in two months, we basically uh, renovated our space with both the help of contractors, but our own you know, power and muscle. And uh, we were able to put up me a show. Uh, so that all happened in two months. And we closed on the place a month before we started working on the space. So, so. Awesome. the process from basically like conception to concrete was over a year. Yeah, I would say conception. It, it was about two years. Okay. Okay. It's a long process. Yep. Yeah, because I mean, just finding a space alone took a year. Like yeah. for us to really concretely like figure out what what we needed because we live in the space also. So we like live upstairs. Oh. So it was like a lot of. We had a lot of needs that needed to be met in the part of the process, um, but also I really wanted to figure out like what kind of space I wanted to create because I didn't necessarily want to do the traditional gallery thing where people are put off where there's like an elitist mm-hmm. kind of doormat where like you can't cross this threshold unless you have a certain understanding about how art the art world works. Got it. Of course, we want to sell art. But I also want people to, it's a free space for people to enjoy. So I want to make sure as many people are getting that um, and can interact with the artist, can interact with Mia um, on, a, on a more on a level than just like you have to buy a ticket to a gala or you have to like know someone to know someone to go to an event. Got I it. wanted yeah. to break that. Yeah, things yeah. like galas and dinners and events, like those are costly. Mm-hmm. Like unless you're like a featured guest, right. you know, and even then like the plates and the, the cost of entry or having had done a certain amount of work to like be in those spaces, yeah. like they're super exclusive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so Nia, Nia Hampton, uh, Nia's uh, work is the first exhibition that the space is holding, correct? Yeah, she uh, took a chance with us. I feel like we <laughs> took a chance with her. It was like a mutual leap of faith. I like I it. would say, we like truly like jumped off a ledge together um, and made and made it happen. So Nia, can That's you amazing. can you introduce yourself, please, for all of our listeners and who you are and um, you know your story and the exhibition that is that is being shown now at Waller Gallery. So I'm I'm Nia Hampton and I am an artist and a writer and a filmmaker and just like a multimedia person. Yeah. And I am from West Baltimore, born and raised, lived here for most of my life. But after graduating in 2014, I moved to Brazil and that was where my life just changed. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of the work is about the time I spent 
in South America. So I studied abroad in Ecuador in 2013, the semester before I graduated. And then after graduation, I was like, oh, I got to get back out. Mm-hmm. So this work is like literally like six years, almost like six years of stuff kind of like combed through and distilled to like give people the experience that I had as much as we possibly could All with right. what we had. Can you can you share with us and our listeners um, what your experience was traveling through South America and how that inspired you to, you know, create this project? Um, I, I mean, I, I created the... I wanted to share the work because of that question. Like, okay. people were like, what was it like? And it's right. not something that you can, like, you know, explain, especially because it wasn't... It wasn't a vacation. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even necessarily a gap year. Like, I was really like, I'm moving here. So, like, everything, like, that's that's how I lived my life while I was in that space. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was affirming in some ways and disturbing in other ways. But more than anything, I came away with, I went with this hypothesis that, that there are more black people in the world than not. And um, in Baltimore City, I'm from a very, like, Baltimore City is extremely black. Um, In a way that living outside of it, I realize it's rare Mm -hmm. um, and a privilege. So, and traveling throughout South America, my my ease around, you know, black people was an advantage in a way that it may not be if I went somewhere else. I see. Um, And the work was really about just kind of bringing this entire race of people that is continually ignored when we talk about identities and nationalities Mm -hmm. Um, because I my dad is from the Bronx so and he passed when I was young so in trying to figure out like who he was a lot of what I was kind of building for myself in terms of an identity became okay my dad's from the Bronx so what does that mean and Mm -hmm. a lot of that meant like J-Lo and (laughs) I kind of I kind of developed a bit of like a complex around, you know, what it means to be Latina. And, you know, for a lot of people in the States who've never traveled, a Latina is not necessarily black. Right. Um, so in my travels, that's when I realized, like, that's a lie. Mm. So yeah. that's what the work reflects. And so can you tell us a little bit more about the exhibition itself? So it's called Drapedomania, and on here, mm-hmm. the website, there's a description of it. And in your own words, you know, how would you describe the, the description and, and the exhibition itself um, to our listeners? Uh, I mean, it's a lot of photos and video work and um, an interactive space where people can add their words and memories. Um, but it's basically three different countries, um, portraiture, and um, some written words, but um, basically just a lot of black black faces that coming into the space, people don't necessarily know that this is Ecuador, this is Colombia, or Got this it. is Brazil. And that's really interesting. Do you um, like identify photo by photo, like which country that it was taken in, or do you kind of just leave that to it in a, to a more ambiguous sort of interpretation? Um, it's a little complicated. Um, okay. So, um, hi. Uh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> I, I, can, I can speak to it as far as, like, how um, it's organized. So we actually don't do that. And one of the reasons ah. why is because I wanted people to – going back to Dreamsomania. So Dreamsomania has, like, this weird dual definition. There's the real definition, which is the medical – the false medical diagnosis uh-huh. that um, 
slaves had a medical condition because they wanted to be free from slavery and enslaved, yeah, enslaved, enslaved Africans, but enslaved people, mm-hmm. um, um, that they like, for some reason would have some sort of like mental illness because they wanted to be free from slavery, Got it. which mm-hmm. is like, which is completely erroneous. It's totally false. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's this other, in talking with Nia and as we were going through, you know, naming the exhibition, this, there's this weird new definition that is like that's come to kind of define like wonderless like on like instagram and i see on pinterest um of like oh i have drapesomania and it's like i just want to travel i just want to like be out there um is this something that you're is this something that you're seeing in like like a black diasporic reclamation type of way or like in a totally misused like appropriated like white white travelers type of way (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just it's just it's everybody. Yeah, it's literally if you Google Drapemania, you will see it. You'll see all of the different wow. things that come up. And towards the end, like if you get into like the third O or something of the Google uh-huh. like pages, then you may see more like African like centered. Like this is actually what the diagnosis means and blah blah blah. But yeah, like apparently that's the idea. So me naming the type the show that is kind of reclaiming that word and also like confronting myself and my family because so much of my family thought I was literally just running away and people didn't understand like mm. why would you go there what's going mm. on there da, da, da. And, and a part of travel is about escapism as well because um I first started traveling in 2013 and I joined like the no madness travel group on Facebook so there has been like a, a big push in international travel for black folks but I'm not sure that everyone understands, like, what that means. So it's a very, like, nuanced conversation because to travel as a black American is totally different than to be traveling as a black Ecuadorian, to be traveling as, like, a Nigerian person, you know? So Mm -hmm. um, I kind of just wanted to, like, talk about travel in a different way, like, less luxury travel, vacation, and more, like, I need to leave this place and like migration. Mm, Got it. Okay. So how long would you say you were in living in South America in total? Um, it was like on and it was on and off. Okay. But if I had to do like, like a solid, so like 2013 was like four months, 2014 went into 2015 and then I went back in 2016. So like all together, probably closer to three years cool but that was spread out over five years so i'd like spend months at a time in a in a given country the longest consecutive time i spent in any country was brazil okay and where were your Uh that picks up a lot of the show Mm -hmm. brazil okay yeah there's a whole room dedicated to Brazil. So how big is the yeah. gallery? So is, <laughs> that, is it multiple rooms? Like, give us a sort of yeah, a... Yeah, we have two. So we, gallery one and gallery two. Nice. Um, it's around 730 square feet. Okay. What, we, I have no conception, but it sounds <laughs> but, big. <laughs> well, it's like, the homes in Baltimore are pretty big okay. anyway. They're like kind of classic homes. Okay. So okay. it's like a, a big living room and a decent dining room. Okay. Yeah, like what you would think of like a um, sitting room, like a, the house is uh, 
built in 1900. Oh, it's inside a right. house. It's a it's a house that you've yeah, converted into a, a gallery. Maybe I should oh, that. So, yeah, we cool. The, the property that we brought is the house, which is why we live upstairs. Got oh, it. That's okay. awesome. Wow. Yeah, that? I cannot wait for y'all to come over. Yes. yes. One day. Soon. Soon. One day. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> Soon. So, or so, we could collaborate and bring the the Locator family here in some capacity. Could yes. you even imagine? I love that idea. We're gonna follow up with that idea because yeah. we're all about collabs, mm-hmm. and we we're trying to travel uh-huh. more. We would we like to travel more for the podcast. We want to do an East Coast tour or something or other. So let's let's put a pin in that. Absolutely, <laughs> we'll revisit. So the exhibition is on until when? And can you give all of our listeners all the information they need to know about? You know where to to visit the art, where to visit the gallery, how to support each of you sure. in your work. Sure. So we have a website that's first and foremost. Like if you want to shoot over to wallergallery.com and they'll have some photos from the show, but it'll really give you an understanding more of the work. Um, the introduction text is there. There's even a great bibliography that Nia put together of um, one of the sections of the exhibition addressing femicide mm. in the U.S. and abroad. Uh, in the future, once the show comes down, I'm hoping that we'll have some pieces for sale actually on the site. So that's a way for you to interact and purchase and support Nia's work. We are located, yeah, um, we're located in Baltimore at 2420 North Calvert Street. Uh, Yeah, we're pretty close to the uh, train station, so Penn Station in Baltimore, as a frame of reference for those in the area that might be familiar. Okay. And yeah, and then look forward to any of Nia's new adventures that I'm sure we will keep posting about on our Facebook and on our Instagram, which is all Waller Gallery. Yes. Amazing. And Nia, where can can people follow your work and support you even after the exhibition is over? So I um, have a website, niahampton.com. I have a lot of things. Um, I have a a travel blog, glowingpain.com. You can follow glowingpain.com on Instagram, but it's underscore G-L-O-W-I-N-G-P-A-I-N. You can also search those hash- hashtags. So hashtag Dripsomania, hashtag Glowing Fame, hashtag Walla Gallery. It'll come up. Um, and then my personal IG is underscore Neanderthal. So underscore N-I-A-N-D-E-R-T-H-A-L. Cool. Beautiful. Well, thank you thank so, you so, so much. much for being here, the both of you, for chatting with us, for telling us about the exhibit and telling us all about your work. Thank you. So, Loca Amores, thank you once again for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Besitos. Besitos. Between recording the next episode of my podcast, running a business, and all of the things life throws my way, sometimes it's good to just get away. Hola, que tal? It's Chiquis here. And let me tell you, I love booking a trip where I can escape. There's nothing like spending a few days at the beach, relaxing and spending time with family. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter your reasons, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica, la cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antineumocócica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria 
bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.